Well, hello, White Sox fans. How you guys doing? Um, welcome to another episode of White Sox Daily Live. How you doing, Larry? We got Danny Miller here with me. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing pretty good, and uh, after watching that opening sequence, I'm seeing a lot of things alike. Definitely yeah. seeing a lot of things alike. Yeah, there's been uh, a lot of activity in the last week. Um, you know, obviously the White Sox took three or four from the Tigers, and uh, you know, you know, you would like four or four, but you know, three or four is the uh, the next best thing. So you can't win them all, but uh, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you see the uh, the Yermin Mercedes uh, walk off single, which was wonderful. You know, after him, guy that he went o for twenty five or o for twenty six or something. Yeah, and, he was uh, slumping a little bit there. Yeah. Oh man, I tell you what, that was that was it was kind of painful. You know, it's uh, you see him pushing, you know, and trying to uh, do too much, and uh, it was nice to finally see him, uh, you know, have a few decent at bats here in the last uh last couple of days he had a 12 pitch at bat the other day and he was you know he seems like he's picking the ball up a little better said him and uh frank medicino were working uh together um trying to uh work Excuse on me. his his uh plate approach a little bit and uh you know uh it seems to be paying off so you know i'm happy about it I, you know and- the thing about your mean is everybody expected some regression. There was no way the guy was going to hit, you know, 450, 480, all season long. Yeah. Uh, he regressed a little bit. Yeah, well, you know. Ted you Williams, know. man. Yeah, no big deal. never know. <laughs> rookie, uh, rookie of the year sensation, your mean Mercedes. We knew he'd fall off a little bit, and he would go through some struggles. And it, uh, recently it looks like he's making some adjustments, so good for him and uh, happy to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I got my uh, Canapolis Cannonballers hat on tonight. Thanks for noticing, Larry. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, and it seems like there's a bunch of guys that are kind of picking it up a little bit. Um, we got, um, you know, Grandal starting to, you know, he says that his legs are, you know, starting to feel a little better, which is really nice considering, you know, he started off the year with, shot knees so i mean i don't understand how anybody could be not understanding of you know (laughs) a guy hitting you know one 180 when he's got you know one knee one healthy knee so and he's hitting the ball hard i mean he's just hitting it right at people uh you know there's there's gonna be there's got to be a time when some of those are going to start finding holes and start going through and that batting average is going to climb. But at the same time, he, you know, last I looked within the last couple of days has an OPS over 800. Yeah. With a batting average, super, his his batting average is like, you know, no matter what you say, you know, you're going to get your naysayers, you know, mostly of, uh, you know, mostly of an older generation that are complaining about that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, everybody, not everybody, but, you know, there are, there are a lot of naysayers that are not happy about his batting average, this batting average, that meanwhile, you know, he's on base 50% of the time. So I don't, I, you know, how can you be mad if the guy's on base 50% of the time? I mean, I know, you know, you'd like him to put the bat on the ball with people on base more often. I get that, but, the guy's still on base fifty percent of the time. 
And uh, I'll just put this into perspective a little bit. Yeah, there was a outfielder by the name of Mookie Betts that uh, a lot of White Sox fans wanted to see maybe come to the South Side. And uh, a lot of those same naysayers are the same guys. Hey, thanks for the follow, Chris. But uh, I'll say this. uh, Mookie Betts is one RBI more. I'm sorry, one run scored more. Then Yasmani Grandal and Yasmani Grandal. Last I looked, and like I said again, this is maybe in the last two or three days, uh, near the same OPS. So when you want to talk about batting average, you want to talk about you know things. You want to you want to go back to that old school nature of thought, where batting average is everything. Uh, I just I encourage those folks to uh, you know at least take a look at some of those other stats, even if you're not a stat head, you don't intend on ever being a stat head. Let's look at things like. He's on base enough to get brought home just as many times as Mookie Betts. And uh, he's a catcher who misses, you know, every third or fourth game. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, he, you know, I don't know exactly what the state of his, you know, like the, the physical condition of his knees are. But, I mean, he's had a couple of days off, you know, he's had a couple of days off in a row. Uh, the other day with uh, Giolito and uh, I think it was uh, was it Rodon might have been Rodon and then Giolito like they had the you know successive days and he had two days off in a row and I have to assume that it's you know to keep his legs healthy I mean you know we want to keep him around for the entire season you don't want him missing prolonged periods of time so I mean it only makes sense right. to try and keep him healthy especially if you know the knees are you know, a, a, a problem that could possibly progress into something worse. You want to obviously head it off at the pass and give the guy some time off. And, I mean, the guy's still, you know, he's not he's not walking four times a game, but he did walk twice in the same game the other day, you know, or uh, twice in the same inning the other day. So, you know, I he's still getting on base a bunch. He's still hitting the ball hard. Um, you, you have to imagine that his league-leading low BABIP is going to do nothing but start to climb a little bit if he keeps on hitting the ball hard. And, I, and you know, the, the batting average guys, you know, who uh, routinely call me stat boy, um, <laughs> you know, like they, they say— I get some of that myself. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, he's just hitting the ball into the shift, so it doesn't matter how hard he hits it. And I'm like, but it does. <laughs> You know, it it, it so. matters quite a bit. They're they're gonna fall in eventually. Yeah, I mean at least at least to a point. And he did he you know he was hitting uh, he was hitting right handed the other day and he did get a single. So you know I mean the, the, they will start to come. I mean as of right now I, I believe he's still got like uh, one or two more homers than he does have singles for the year, which is insane. Um, but yeah, I mean he's in like seventeen hits for the season and. Eight of them, nine of them are home runs. Something, yes, I yeah, it's either eight or nine. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's like, if you look at the offensive categories on the team, he's like, you know, top five in all of them. Yet everybody's complaining. Well, he's making too much money, and well, you know, except we're, for batting average. Yeah, we're we're paying. Yeah, except <laughs> for batting average, of course. But they're like, uh, you know, we're paying him, you know, premium catcher money, and he's not earning it. And I'm just. It's I, I oh, you know, this is a conversation that isn't going to go away this season yeah. unless he, you know, goes on a 
uh, uh, 80 for 90 tear and gets his uh, gets his BA up to, uh, you know, 295, 300. And then people are going to go, oh, yeah, he's, no, he's earning his money. Well, you know, he's been earning his money. That, that staff, you know, Lance Lynn looks like uh, Cy Young material. Lucas Giolito has had some ups and downs, but when he's on, he's on. Dylan Cease has picked up his game. All these pitchers that, you know, and I get it, he's not catching – every one of these guys every single time out but uh you gotta be honest if you're not paying attention to him stealing some strikes uh you're not paying attention plain yeah. and simple you're not yeah i you know i i don't know like we've we've gone over like there's this this loud you know group of people that that love to complain about yasmani and it's like you know we spend entirely too much time talking about this guy, but I mean, you know, I mean, he's, I got the, I got one the other day where uh, the guy said, well, you know, Giolito and Rodon don't like throwing to your guy, you know, you know, of course. Cause that was, that's reported somewhere, by the way. I don't know. Did somebody write about that? That he <sighs> doesn't like throwing. Yeah. Lucas Giolito doesn't like throwing to Yasmani Grandal because uh, I haven't read that anywhere other than you know social media. Uh, yeah, tryhards. Yeah, it's 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 literally on Facebook and Twitter, and that's that's pretty much it. I haven't heard anything from anybody on the team. I mean, they both subscribe to, uh, you know, um, I forget. I'm blanking on the name of the service, but the uh, uh, Codify. Oh, codify yeah yeah they, yeah. Line, but it's yeah they they both subscribe to codify they both attack you know look to these charts to figure out how to attack hitters you know i mean it's just I, that it just drives me nuts i'm just so over it and uh speaking of being over things um are we past the uh the nick madrigal you know is not important thing are we past it yet well, you know, you and I have been past it for some time. Uh, some folks, I think, still seem to be on that train, but the train is uh, it's it's becoming less and less populated, which is probably a good thing. But out there, I still see it. Uh, you know, and uh, we saw in the in the segment there, Nikki, Nikki, two strikes, uh, going yard. That's home uh, run number two. Yeah, he's working towards that ten that he uh, he says he thinks he can get to this season. Yeah, uh, he's gonna have to pick it up a little bit here, but uh, I, you know, I'm kind of happy with two. I I wasn't sure if we were gonna see two, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, at, at this point, like you know, before a few weeks ago, were you, I mean, we thinking one? I mean, I know I know what he said, but I mean, I I was willing to give him one. I was willing to give him one. And I'll tell you, the, the difference now, I think, what's more impressive to me is that they're not using the Super Bowl that they have been throwing up their batters the last few seasons. And, uh, you know, he's putting some good wood on on a ball that's a little less bouncy. So uh, good for him and uh, good for calling himself out and uh, holding himself to that standard because uh, I honestly didn't see it coming. Seems like a, a fairly good... Uh transition point um sticky stuff with baseballs 
Oh, that's not what I was expecting. Well, I mean, you but, know, uh, I did. I did want to talk about it at some point tonight. And it's uh, it sounds like uh, for all uh, all reports and, and all, uh, all all thoughts seem to be pointing at uh, Manfred and company uh, making a a, a a charge on this uh, before the all star break this year. Uh, we saw you know, a, uh, a Cy Young candidate type pitcher, a Cy Young caliber type pitcher uh, get called for it the other day. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I know that they've been, you know, taking baseballs out of games and off the field and handing them the bad boys. And yeah, you know, they John started, boys. They, they've been doing that f- since the beginning All of the season. season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't tell anybody that that's why, you know, like <laughs> that's what they were doing with them. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who this falls back on. And, like, I don't know. I can't imagine that they're retroactively going to go back and start nailing these guys, especially. No, but it probably were doing some sort of study to, uh, you know, maybe build a case against these guys and show them, you know, how serious they were. But I don't know. But please continue. I'm sorry to step all over. Yeah, so um, the other day, and you know, I'm I'm only mentioning this because I saw it on uh, I saw it on Twitter. But uh, so Garrett Cole the other day, you know, went out uh, first first his first start after the mandate, and you know, every (laughs) he's sitting here getting hammered, and uh, you know, people are like, well, now that this mandate came through. Is it because he is not using this stuff anymore? I mean, we obviously, you know, small sample size, uh, but right, yes, you know, like if this is the case, we're gonna start seeing, you know, not only, you know, we have seen that the pitchers have been dominating this year so far, but if this indeed is such a league-wide problem and it's so widespread you know i i've heard things about uh like uh i think steve stone and uh dan bernstein on the score the other day were talking about the fact that some of these pitchers are coming out and you know like you know anonymously but saying you know well my pitching coach was telling me that i should be using this stuff because I'm a little bit behind, so I'm using it. You know, like, are we going to start to see a little bit more offense? I mean, it's like they they, they had the, you know, cue ball that they were using for the last couple of years, so they started using – everybody started using this, supposedly. Everybody started using this foreign substance so they could get some grip on the ball and – and put some torque on it. And are we going to see now that that's being taken away and mid season, which is like, just, I, I don't know why you would decide to do this now. Um, but you know, I, I gotta be honest with you though. Uh, you know, there's, there's always a way cause whatever this, you know, go juice was or whatever they were calling it, uh, you know, that was coming out of, uh, a specific team's, uh, uh clubhouse um you know whatever that stuff was if that goes away because we 
I mean, you know, let's be honest. I Anybody that's been paying attention has seen numerous pitchers go to the glove. You know, they got the, they're going in that corner up in between the laces and the fingers. Yeah, going Karen down Jack and, being one of the main ones. Yeah. Or, you know, sticking their palm and, and you can see them and they do the, you know, Karen Jack actually does that and then spins the ball into his glove and to actually see if he's getting the right amount of stick. <laughs> like yeah. if that is not any kind of indication that, you know, he's using some kind of sort of sicky substance. I don't know what is, but you know, we see this all year, all, all year long. You know, the guy's going into the, into the mitt, into the mitt, somewhere into the mitt on the hat, wherever they're going. Um, You know, that's just one thing that, uh, you know, maybe baseball is looking for the, the, the sticky substance inside a glove on a hat, you know, wherever it is. But in reality, before this go juice ever came to be, uh, guys were using excessive amounts of sunscreen on their arms. And sunscreen mixed with pine tar is like glue. Yeah. Anybody who hasn't done this or tried this before, if you ever get a chance to be around a pine tire rosin bag and, uh, you know, you're wearing a little bit of sunscreen, rub your hands on, on, on your sunscreen covered area and then grab something sticky. And I, I tell you what, you would think sunscreen is mixed with sweat is going to be slimy. Yeah, that's but mixed with thought. the right substance, mixed with the right substance, it turns gluey. I mean, you can literally almost glue your fingers together with this stuff so uh, guys have been doing that for i don't even know how many years I i've seen it myself where you know i can tell you personally i had seen guys use excessive amounts of sunscreen to get that kind of it's insane uh yeah so i don't know that you know baseball might crack down on specific substances that they know about but uh I don't know if you're ever really going to stop any kind of grippy substance from being used completely. And, you know, like you said in the past uh, pods and, and streams that uh, you, um, you would, you would felt a baseball that was, you know, from a game used ball that, that Colty had gotten him yep. hands on yep. and it had no laces and it was like glossy. Yep. Honestly, I, I think it, uh, you know, if there isn't some sort of substance, I don't know how these guys are going to throw them. Yeah, you can't no, throw, that's the thing. That's, I, I didn't you can't throw them. a piece of glass. Yeah. You can't throw a piece of glass and expect it to catch some kind of air when it's got some spin and get some motion movement out of it. Yeah, so, no, I didn't. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know that it's going to be a good thing for baseball if they crack down on this too hard. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it could turn out to be disastrous. Yeah. And I mean, you know, <laughs> we don't know who's doing it. You know, I mean, it could be that oh, apparently uh, everybody. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what they're saying. Say. Yeah. We got uh, Chris checking in from Dallas, Texas. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. How you doing, Chris? I have, Hope you're having a good night. I have night. lost the chat yet once again. Let me see if I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how far this whole, you know, this whole thing goes. I mean, you know, we'll see how how crazy they get with it. You know, like as far as, you know, if they decide that they want to start, uh, you know, cutting guys you know like uh you know putting them in uh putting them in the penalty box for a couple of games you know like they said that they want they're like they're going to do it like a 10 game suspension or something and it's like if they don't do it retroactively you know i guess everybody's okay but the, i i have to imagine that we're going to start to see a you know a, a market improvement in offense you know 
I, I mean, it only makes sense. Um, I know that for a fact um, that uh, where was I going with this? I I had something. I I promise you, I had something, and I completely forgot. Um, but uh, you know, I have to imagine with uh, you know the contact numbers. You know the 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 uh, exit velocity kind of going down, um, spin rates going up. I mean, it's just you got so many contributing factors to the offense. You know, taking a nosedive that if they take this away from them, plus I mean that I mean you have to I I have to say, you know, like I being a former pitcher, I didn't blame them for doing this. However, no, I don't either. Now, Manfred, on the other side of this, you know, makes the core of the ball less responsive, adds more stippling to the leather, and raises the seams on the ball, you know? So, you It know, seemed like, like a preemptive strike for this, uh, for, the, for the change in the, in the grippy stuff, uh, yeah. to me. And, and you and I have talked about this before, and it just seemed like with the change, or at least, you know, it's been a rule for forever. You, you can't use a foreign substance on a ball, whether it be sticky stuff or an emery board or right. spit Razor or blade. whatever. Yeah. yeah, you can't, you know, all that stuff is illegal. Doctoring the ball in any way, shape, or form is illegal. And, uh, you know, as that announcement comes out is when we start to hear about a, a new and different, less lively uh more uh air catching type of ball to aid in uh i mean essentially it's going to aid the pitchers you know it's not going to do anything for offense so is that was that a trying to level out the playing field was it a, a balancing act that was trying to happen and when uh when when the ball came out deadened and the pitchers were still using the sticky stuff Exactly. You know, maybe that's why he's kind of thinking, okay, now I got to step up and, and do something. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I think it was a preemptive strike, and I don't think that he's happy about them uh, not really taking it seriously because, you know, it's been happening forever, and it has. Yeah. But, if you're uh, not cheating, you're not trying, blah, blah, blah. We've heard it. Um, I don't and the know. thing is, it is cheating. It is. It's cheating. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It's exactly. according to the rules. Yep. I mean, if you get caught, it's cheating, you know? And I mean, like, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw uh, today there was an article in The Athletic, uh, this uh, powerlifting guy that does, like, the strongman competitions. He has this uh, this substance that they use for the powerlifting uh, slash, you know, strongman competitions, you know, where they're picking up, like, the Atlas stones and stuff like that, you know, that are, like, a, a polished, you know, stone. Um this stuff, I, I think that it is called spider tack or something like that. And uh, I have to imagine, it, it, they say that in the article, they mention it's like the stickiest substance on earth. And I know that uh, on that Steve Stone call the other day, they were talking about the fact that from the dugout, you can actually hear when the pitcher throws the ball, you can actually hear like a... You know, like it's ripping tape off of somebody, sounds, yeah. you know, and like when when it gets to that level of absurdity that, 
you know, I, I have to like they have to crack down on it. They can't just I mean, if you can hear it from the dugout. And it sounds like somebody hear it. I, I was on Twitter. I, I believe it was Twitter a couple weeks ago where I actually saw like a close up of a pitcher's release point where there were little strands <laughs> connected to the finger yeah. and the ball. You know, like if you take tape and you, you know, you get a good gooey tape with some good adhesive on it and you pull your fingers apart and there's that little bit of, you know, it's like a cheese pull, but with, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a good cheese pull with your pizza, but you're pulling your fingers apart and there's this grippy stuff and you could see these little strands coming off the ball. And I went, okay, now I don't know if that was a doctored image. I don't really remember. I didn't spend a lot of time looking at it. I just kind of one of those things where I rolled my eyes and went, okay. You know, this is getting out of hand. People are really digging deep. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's true. Uh, that's some pretty that's pretty obvious cheating and pretty sticky stuff that you've got going on. And now you're telling me you can hear the ball peel itself out of the hand of, of the thrower. As, uh, I imagine that affects the guys on the field, too. No, like that ball's got to get covered in that crap. Yeah, you would think. I mean, with the fielders as well. You know, I mean, right. maybe that's why Fernando Tatis Jr. has like 35 errors already. I mean, we'll blame it on that. <laughs> so uh, speaking of other ridiculous things, uh, today, uh, Yermin Mercedes has come out with his, uh, his thought that he would like a shot at the Home Run Derby. What I think you? that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> As long, I mean, you know, we could say he might screw up his swing. I, d- yeah, you know, I mean, but, has he not heard again, about this know, before? But then again, uh, you know, he hit a 46-mile-an-hour fastball out of the park for a home run, and, uh, you know, the whole world has heard about that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, Steady says he probably got an E6 just listening to that uh, to that <laughs> sentence. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan for him, especially, you know, for the fact that he just had, you know, he's hopefully, I mean, we don't even have confirmation yet that he's coming out of a slump. I mean, he got one hit in 26 at-bats or whatever. So, you know, just because he got that one hit, does that mean that he's officially out of his uh, out of his slump? I think that was his only hits that he's had in, like, weeks. I could, I, I could be that wrong. That was a I might pretty be... big hit, though. It was a pretty big oh, hit. Oh, no. Yeah, huge hit, you know, like very important for for that particular game and I could be could be that I'm spacing on the next day. I can't remember. I know that he sat on Sunday. And didn't he have two hits that day? Am I mistaken? Wasn't it two hits in the same game? I can't remember. Or was it just the walk-off? I it was just the walk-off, I think, because he was uh 0 for 25 before that and then he got yeah, I don't know. But regardless, I, I mean, you know, do do you want a, a rookie who's just getting out of a slump. I mean, do you I, like, is that the kind of place that you want to send a guy like that? That's having issues with, you know, getting hits. I, I don't know. Just to me, it seems like a bad idea. And, you know, if, if he was just coming out of his, like his, you know, his spot where he's, you know, batting 450, well, then yeah. Okay. It fine. is only June 7th. We've, we've got a whole month True. to uh, see if that happens. Uh, I personally think that he just needs to adjust to the pitching. Pitching has kind of figured out where the holes in his swing are. And, yeah, he was pressing. I mean, it was pretty obvious to me 
in, in a lot of those at bats where you know he knew he was slumping and he was pressing a little bit. Yeah. And I think uh, you know, like you said, you you sit down with the batting expertise of uh, Frankie, and you uh, you know you get your head right, and you adjust to the pitching. I think your mean could. I mean, like I said, nobody ever expected this guy to hit 400. He, you know, we don't expect him to be Ted Williams, but. Uh, I don't think that there's any real reason to not believe that he could be a 300 plus hitter all season long because he's done it everywhere else. Yeah, and if he makes his adjustments, I, I, I'm I'm all for it. But like I said, you know, I'm with you. If he's not out of that slump, say in the next you know week or two, you know, then maybe you revisit that and say, ah, it's probably not a good idea for him to do this. But you know, we've got to the middle of July to uh, figure that out before the All Star game. Camera go nuts. What's going on here? I feel like I'm like uh, I look like yeah, I'm know, just made of neon. Got really here. bright. Yeah, what's going on here? What a piece of junk. Mm. Yeah. So mm. uh, yeah, it just it redid its own settings. What what is this thing, man? I tell you what, man. Computers can't live with them past the beer nuts. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. All I gotta, right. I gotta apologize, guys. Uh, I, uh, I, for some reason, this is two streams in a row that I just don't have chat popping up anywhere. So, uh, if I'm not following along, I promise it's not because I'm ignoring you. I just can't see what you are saying to us. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. Let's uh, move along here. Uh, so uh, our stream, uh, you know, our normal stream thing where we take a little bit of time off. We had uh, Memorial Day off last week, so we come back and, uh, you know, as per usual when we're going to stream, uh, we've got some uh, a stupid TLR thing to talk about. Mm. Um, so the... <sighs> Derek Holland is in the game, uh, Dutch Oven 45, uh, for the uh, uninu- uninitiated uh, Twitch viewers out there, um, is in for the Tigers. Um, he gives up a, a single, I believe. He either gave up a single or a double, I can't single, remember. Single and then a stolen base to put him on, uh, to uh, put, uh, was it Timmy or Yohan, somebody? Yeah, they were on second base. And so uh, Collins comes up to plate, and he tries to lay down two bunts. Um, but because he's got a uh, an advanced eye, uh, Holland manages to walk him after, uh, you know, a couple of failed bunt failed attempts. attempts. Yeah, yeah, but so he walks. So now you got guys on first and second with no outs. Derek Holland has failed to get any of the eight batters that he has seen on the White Sox out this season. So what is the logical thing to do with Danny Mendick, who comes up next? Sacrifice bunt. And uh, it doesn't work. They throw to third, and uh, I think it was, uh, was it Jake Lamb that got thrown out at third? Did they Actually, I think it was. Yeah, so they, they throw him out, uh, get the force at third, so we still have guys at first and second with, with now one out. So, so not only, A, 
did you try and give away an out um, to move guys to second and third, but now you've given away an out and still got guys on first and second because, uh, you know, Danny Mendick's bunt was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible bunt, but it wasn't down the third baseline like it would need to be to advance a guy to third. So, yeah, I can only imagine, uh, having talked to you once or twice before, that uh, you think that this was probably an an, an egregious decision that was made. Uh, egregious is a good word, actually. I, I do. I, I have to say that you know I don't understand the logic, and uh, Tony gave his uh, you know his his explanation post game and again and this has happened a few times this year where i just want to tell this guy don't do post-game interviews anymore because your explanation sounds worse than the decision that you made and uh you know for him to say well you know it seemed like the play it, it was the play when we've got you know nikki you know nikki madrigal and and tim coming up in the inning uh, but like you say Derek holland has failed to uh, record an out against White Sox hitting this year. Uh, and you've got first and second with no outs. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, it seemed like the play. I'm going to go ahead and say now, you know, I have the luxury of looking at this post-failed bunt attempts. You know, I, we can call that a luxury. We can say that hindsight is twenty twenty, and yada, 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 yada. But, uh, but is it hindsight if when he was not, doing it, you're like, what are you doing? That's my point. It's not that hindsight. Exactly yeah, it's just, the, it's just the first time what are you I doing? see the, the bat come out. I'm I'm hoping that this is a fake to bring the infield in. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe slap one through. No. Two failed attempts turn into a walk. And then another failed attempt turns into first and second with an out instead of second and third with an out and run expectancy. I don't think Tony has seen the, the run expectancy chart ever in his life. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. It's like during the interview, the post game interview, I don't, I didn't grab the audio cause I don't want to listen to it again, but, um, no. you know, he, ba you know, for anybody that didn't hear it basically said, uh, well, was the, Tying run on base was it was a tying run on second. Was mm -hmm. Tim Anderson and Magical coming up? Okay, well you know it seemed like the right play and yeah, it's just you know like I I don't know. He man. has this disdain for being questioned, yet the whole world is questioning you, including well, I mean, players you know, and managers and coaches. Yeah, well I mean he's a hall, he is a Hall of Famer baseball person. So, I mean, like, baseball, I, I understand the, you know, not liking being questioned. But, like, my thing is, is that I have to imagine that if he talks to Rick Hahn afterwards, that, you know, like, maybe there might be a question there. And it's like, okay, well, technically, I guess he's not, you know... He's not his boss because, you know, you know what I mean? 
but can't I keep mean, a straight face when you're talking like this, man. I mean, it's just common sense, though, right? I mean, like it, it's it got, totally is. It's, but it's got to. It's funny to me because Mr. Hall of Famer baseball dude person. Oh Lord, I, him going to. I, I'm just. I'm envisioning him and Brickon having this conversation. Yeah, and I'm, that's what that's what makes me laugh because Brickon has got to be doing the same thing we are. He's just got to be shaking his head and rolling his eyes like, "What the f, brother." <laughs> Yeah, I and like I know that there's like a there's I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, for those of you that don't know, there is a uh, new podcast uh, that has burst onto the scene in the last couple of days called Socks Degrees with uh, Jason Benetti and Len Casper, and uh, Rick Hahn is on that podcast, and uh, there's something where he's talking about, uh, and I like I said I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, I've just read like other people's comments on it on uh, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and uh, they said that there was like a, a recent thing where Rick Hahn like dropped his la- laundry basket in the middle of you know doing whatever he was doing because he was mad at something, and I I just have to assume that that's probably what it's got to be you know like at, at this like you know looking at what we've seen over the last week that nothing could make him, you know, as, as <laughs> you know, like <laughs> nothing could tick him off more, more than that. I can't, I can't imagine anyway. I, you know, like, I don't it's, know. I have, I'm having visions of Brad Pitt in the weight room in uh <laughs> money ball, you know, Absolutely. or throwing, throwing his chair across the hallway and smashing the picture. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pena. Yeah. Oh man. I yeah. You know I, that scene, Pena, Pena. <laughs> that, that scene over and over again. Yeah. That's it. Bunt, bunt. And <laughs> Raycon's throwing his laundry basket. Yeah. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, uh, of. I mean, I know uh, if uh, White Sox Larry's in here still, um, but I know his feelings on uh, TLR. I know. Uh, I know Colton. I know Colton's feelings on uh, TLR. Um, uh, I don't know what uh, Chris's feelings are. I assume that Chris, being here in in this uh, in this thing, he he's probably a White Sox fan. Like, if anybody has any feelings on this whole thing and thinks that we're being a little uh, a little bit crazy about it, feel free to uh, pop into the chat and tell us that uh, that we're wrong. I don't know. I you know like I'm so used to uh everywhere I go now, you know, if I mention something that uh TLR does, I've got some guy riding in on a on a white steed in a you know in a suit of armor with a flowing plumage, you know, <laughs> coming in to save Tony Larusa and uh save his honor. And uh like I just I don't know, man. I Where's uh where's old man Joe? Is old man Joe here? What I don't know. That? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Apparently, uh, apparently he's got he's got a new old man type of attitude. Yeah, Which well, is what I'm saying on Facebook earlier. Today. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, <laughs> he's, he's taking out the broom this week, taking yeah. you know brushing out the garbage. So, <laughs> yeah, Chris says we're on point. I mean, like I, you know, I, you know, we've had this conversation. You know, too many damn times. Exactly, too many times. so many times. You know that, and you know, like the thing is, is I don't want to dislike him. 
You know, like I want. I don't either. I wanted to be wrong. Yeah. About this hire, because you and I, again, right about when we first started doing podcasts and streams and things of this nature, you know, you and I had been talking kind of behind the scenes, and we decided to take this thing on the road. And, uh, you know, uh, one of our first things was talking about this hire and how we were just kind of besides ourselves with with, you know, what was available at that particular time and how this seemed to be a uh, a mercy hire for a, a, a mistake made, you know, 30 plus years ago. And, uh, you know, we, I, we both wanted to be wrong about that. We both wanted to be so wrong, you know, forget about the, the multiple DUIs and the, and the, the hall of famer dude statements and, you know, forget about all that stuff and forget about the fact that he hasn't, been uh, in a dugout in you know 10 years forget about all that stuff forget about the fact that he's been a consultant for two really bad teams you know, and they've right? gotten worse while he was there right and uh you know we we're gonna forget all those things let's just let's just be wrong about this hire let's be wrong and uh yeah so far i mean you know and you're gonna get those like again you're talking about the stands who are coming in to save the day for tony LaRusso. we're in first place shut up there's, yeah there's the one there's yeah. the one uh yeah how are we doing against 500 plus record teams yeah not good and you know like uh, like i and, and like the thing is i don't even necessarily have an issue with that to a point, you know, like we ran into the Yankees when they were playing really well, you know, and as of late, they haven't been playing as well as they were playing before, you know, when we were playing them, you know, we, when we played the Red Sox, the Red Sox were like the top of the power rankings all, you know, across baseball when we played them, you know, and, and then, you know, and of course, Giolito in that particular game, you know, we had that conversation as well, you know, like regardless of whether, you know, he had a blister or whatever the issue was is that he said he had. And, you know, like we were talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, his, you know, like his his uh, daily schedule and how, you know, like it might relate to his performance. I mean, yeah, was you know, the you know, the, the morning, the day start after a night yeah. game. And, you know, we know Luke is one of those guys that, uh, you know needs to wipe the snot out of his eyes before noon if he wants to throw the ball, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, he d- he said that that's not true and you know, I I'll, I'll I'll believe him, you know, if the, if that's if that's what he says, then then cool, you know? Like I'm not going to call him a liar if you know, if if he says that he just had a bad outing or that there was something going on with his, you know, with a blister or whatever. I, I you know, like like we've run into a couple of, you know, like a couple of clubs that were playing really well. And that's going to happen, you know, and you know, this is not the 60-game season. And even if it was, you know, like, you're not going to win every game. You know, you're not going to win every series. I mean, it's like, for the most part, we've been really spoiled this year that, you know, that they have been winning so many series. You know, it's like no matter, you know, for the most part, like every series you look up and, they, you know, like they're in the they're in the positive usually, you know, or split. Like they're hardly ever losing series. So, you know, like. No, I get I get that. I get yeah. that. And my thing is, is it's just, it's not about whether or not they're, I mean, yeah, obviously being in first place is where we want to be. 
you know, if you can carry that all the way through to the postseason, fantastic. You know, I'm all for it. But that doesn't change the fact that I feel like their manager is shooting themselves. He's just shooting the team in the foot, regardless of being in first place or not. Yeah. How many more games could be won? How many more of those matchups against less favorable teams can we get in the postseason if we're a one seed? Yeah. You know, can we maintain a one or two seed in the playoffs with those kind of, you know, mishaps and, and missteps? And that's kind of where my question comes in. And, you know, can this team keep up what it's doing for the entire season? Yeah. If those missteps continue, that's kind of my issue with it. Like, I get that we're in first place. I I, I love that they're in first place. You know, the thing is, is we have endured this, this uh, rebuild that we were sold so strongly on. And now we're at the point where, you know, we got a 60 game season to kind of show us that the turnaround had begun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, they were starting to climb that hump and now we're getting this first place team. You know, maybe it's because of all that, that I'm willing and not just myself, many other fans are willing to criticize so hard. I don't know. You know, were we kind of conditioned to expect, you know, a hundred and ten game, a hundred and ten win team? I don't know, you know, but uh, I, I, the questions that we're throwing out there right now, the questionable decisions that we're talking against, are not just Sox fans talking about them though. These are these are baseball decisions that don't make sense yeah it's and like that's kind of where it comes yeah from. i mean like even if you if even if you turn on the mlb network you know they're you know obviously not chris russo because he's a he's a tlr stand despite the fact wow. that last time that yeah uh, before before this last time that he was on there they were arguing about harold baines and tony Larusso was telling him to shove it um, but other than that, that he's was actually he, kind of funny yeah no it was it was funny <laughs> but you know like uh that's you know he's a TLR stan and uh you know it's like you go on like most of these shows other than Chris Russo like most of these guys are saying what's going on and like even if if Benetti and Stone on your own broadcast are going why are we bunting you know and like they're watching this happen and it's like crickets you know like you don't hear anything and they're like um what's going on you know like yeah yeah and you know the thing is is i've seen stony kind of defend tony a few times i've seen him question tony a few times but uh you know you like you said you can listen to a broadcast and they there are times where they don't have to say anything at all to know that you know, there's something going across their mind. The same time I'm thinking it, the same time you're thinking it, the same time anybody's thinking it, something is not right. You know, uh, it, it's, uh, it, and there, it's not just, like you said, you can watch MLB network and, you know, you, you get these analysts, you know, I remember the whole, you're mean hitting the, the home run on three Oh against a position player. And uh, I remember Brian Kenny, doing a little round table with his, you know, group up there yep. and guys saying, you know what, you know, and you, you always get the, you, you get the, the both sides, you get one side just playing, you know, devil's advocate. The other side's going to agree with everything. And, uh, 
But those guys all kind of had that look of like, well, you know, the, the, the game has changed over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, the unwritten rules kind of seem to be going to the wayside. Yeah. You know, the idea that you throw a ball at uh, a, a team's power hitter after he hits a home run and his next at bat has kind of gone away. That used yeah. to be, I mean, it was a given. Rightfully so, though, you know? I mean, it's like none of these guys wants to get hurt, you know? Like, none of them wants to get hit by a 98-mile-an-hour fastball in the ribs, you know? Like, regardless no. of, you know, and it's like gone it are the— It doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, and gone are the days of, like, uh, you know, people, you know, well, not obviously not completely, you know, but, like, for the most part, gone are the days when, you know, like these guys dislike each other to a point where they want to hurt each other, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it's just uh, there's a lot of questionable things happening in, in the in the uh, the managerial position on the south side these days, and I just hope that you know some of it, just a, even a portion of it, gets cleaned up before season's end. You know, yeah, I don't know. There's a there's an old school philosophy that kind of needs to meet the new school philosophy, and if they can meet somewhere in the middle, I think it would be fantastic. And obviously, you know. Tony just uh, Tony just uh, got the second spot in the all-times wins list uh, in the last few days. What was that? Not- we yesterday? Should, was- yeah, we should bring that up. He is now sole owner of second place behind Connie Mack with like 2 billion wins. Um, behind yeah. Connie Mack's 3 billion wins. I think uh, right. Connie Mack's got like 3,700 and he's got like 2,700 or something. Somewhere yeah, around he, that. Just, he just passed John McGraw and... Uh, you know, it, obviously the guys respect him enough to, uh, I mean, there was some hugs and handshakes and fist bumps and everything else on that field. And uh, all of it seemed genuine. It wasn't just for the cameras. So he's obviously got some respect. Yeah. Xavier says so it's uh, 2,764. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what was it? I think, uh, I think he's about a thousand behind uh, County Mac. Yeah, it's so. like it's like almost like dead on a thousand. Um, Xavier's chiming in. Uh, I just like to uh, let everybody know to uh, if you guys are not subscribed to the uh, White Sox Daily podcast, uh, which the audio of this stream will end up on that White Sox Daily podcast. But also uh, today, uh, Xavier dropped an interview with uh, Luke Schilling, who's on the uh, Winston Salem Dash. And uh, I listened to it earlier. Uh, Yeah. Um, Former catcher who is now a pitcher throwing, you know, 90 plus, you know, Uh, good interview. You can find out, you know, some pretty interesting stuff about uh, his his road to uh, re-signing with the Sox after getting released um, for the pandemic and the, the cut rosters. I think we ended up, uh, I think the White Sox ended up cutting, uh, I think, 60, somewhere around 60 players, something like that. Is he a 60? Maybe it was 30. But we, they caught, they, they cut a lot of, uh, a lot of younger guys, and uh, Schilling caught their eye, and he's back with, uh, he's back pitching for the dash, and uh, after his uh, lat surgery, after a couple of years of rehab, and it's, uh, it's an interesting interview. So if you guys go ahead and uh, subscribe on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts or Podbean or whatever the whatever the service is, it should be on uh, whatever. All of them. Yeah, yeah, just Spotify. about all of them. I haven't found one yet that doesn't have the uh, the White Sox Daily Podcast section. So go ahead and give it a look wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Yeah, and uh, also I haven't we haven't uh, we haven't had this I think since uh, since I did the Andrew uh, Andrew Perez uh, Andrew Perez interview as well, and uh, oh of course Xavier, um, uh, I did uh, an interview with uh, Andrew Perez who's uh, kind of like a co closer um, in uh, I guess. I guess you'd say he's probably co-closer with uh with with uh Lido in uh Birmingham and uh um that's also on there as well. Um yeah, both uh both good interviews, uh both really nice guys and uh it's nice to see both of them succeeding. It's pretty uh it's pretty nice when uh good people succeed. So Absolutely. And uh for all our listeners, you guys can be on the lookout for some more of that as well too. We're going to I'm going to try to get as many of these young uh, up-and-comers uh, early in their professional careers. And, uh, you know, maybe someday we'll see some of these guys up with the uh, Major League team. Yeah, speaking so keep of... Keep your eyes open for that. Yeah, let, I mean, I'm I'm hoping to uh, even get some of them on here at some point. I mean, we'll see uh, We'll see how that goes. And, you know, it's always, it's always tricky, you know, like some of these guys probably don't want to be seen while they're doing this whole thing, you know, and might feel uncomfortable, blah, 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 you know. But uh, you know, it'd be fun to have you know fun to have people on and whatever. We're hoping to hoping to have that be a thing. We'll see what happens. Um, <clears throat> but uh, minor league baseball. Um, I showed some highlights at the very beginning. Um, had some. Uh, I gotta say that Gonzo bomb was something. Which one, the Luis something. Gonzalez or Romy Gonzalez? Because they're both good. Romy. Yeah. Romy, yeah. that bomb was. Uh, oh, it was. A, it was a big one. Yeah, Romy, he's he's been uh he's been crazy this year. Um for uh you who do not know, uh Romy Gonzalez, um a I guess technically I think I think we drafted him as a second baseman, but then he got moved to the outfield um and now he is playing shortstop for the Barons and uh he is uh I think he's got like Russian. seven seven home runs. I think uh, he's either got six or seven home runs in uh, in Birmingham, and uh, I think he's second on the team in home runs. Um, he's he's basically at all the tops of all the uh, all the statistical uh, statistical categories for the uh, Barons and having uh, quite the year. It's fun to watch. Yeah, who's leading the team? Was it Sheets leading the team? No, no, no. She's uh, Charlotte. She's uh, a yeah, Adolfo. Ad- I think Adolfo. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's. Uh, I think Adolfo's leading in home runs. I think he's got. S- I think he's got seven, and Romy's got six, or maybe they both got seven now after that home run the other day. Um, but uh, yeah, they've been. I, I tell you what, the the Barons are in first place right now, and they've been a they've been a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, you've got some good pitching there you've got like the hitting's been going mental for the most part for for like the whole season so far um i mean it's it's been a lot of fun and like the the defense has been pretty solid i mean they're like just a a solid team to watch um lots of come from behind wins and uh like alec hansen for the most part has actually been you know like kind of how we kind of sort of how we remember anyway um from uh 2017 where he's just striking people out but you know unfortunately we've also got uh I think the other night he gave up five runs 
all of which were unearned. And uh, he, I think he only actually gave up. I don't think he gave up any of them. So all of them were unearned. I think the the only I think the the maybe he let one score and then the other the other four were uh no, it couldn't be. After an error. It would have to, it would have to be yeah, it would have to be two and then three. But I mean regardless, like he had a he had a rough one the other day, you know, he ended up walking some guys. Whatever. But I mean like I've seen him I've seen him out there. Gonna it have looks, games like that. Yeah, it, well, I mean, you know, like after the last couple of years, just even like see him go out like uh, the other day, uh, like last week, I think he struck out. Uh, he he walked three guys, um, or maybe it was a single and two walks, and then he struck out three guys on nine pitches, or something like that. Something something insane like that. So. Yeah, you're the uh, you're the MIL, MILB guy here. I uh, I yeah. I barely have time to watch an actual Sox game here lately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's killing me. But you know, bills don't stop coming. So, like, Danny doesn't stop working. Yeah, it's yeah. I I can't blame you. Um, <laughs> Got to pay them bills, otherwise, uh, you know. Well, you know, and I just I just made a new purchase, a very large purchase here recently. I went and bought myself a new pickup. So. Uh, yeah, you know, bills, bills, and more bills, and uh, you know, I'm gonna take all the uh, extra incentives I can get. So, yeah, you know, overtime and whatnot. Yeah, I don't blame you on that one. Um, so uh, also in those uh, highlights that uh, were on the uh, that were on the clip before this whole thing started, some of you. Might not have been around, but uh, Jace Fry is in Charlotte doing his rehab assignment. Um, the other day, he uh, struck out two um, no hits, no runs. Um, I've seen him pitch, I think, two or three times, and uh, he's looked pretty nasty. He's like uh, th- those those guys down there are having a hard time picking him up in his in it. You know, besides the fact that he's, you know, he hit a guy the other day, and he's had a couple of walks and a couple of other. Uh, a couple other appearances. Yeah, but it, if uh, if the clips in the in the video in the uh, in the in the pre-show video uh, that we saw or any occasion, the movement yeah. on his ball is what you hope for. Uh, yeah, Jace Fry. So. Yeah, it's that Jace Fry like nasty slider and curveball that you know slash cutter whatever whatever it is the uh, nasty nasty ball that just drops in like low and in on the right-handed hitters i'm pretty sure it's a slider it's just it's unhittable <laughs> you know like when when he's on that thing is unhittable and uh he looks like he's it's coming like it along starts like to a right-handed batter it looks like it starts like three feet off the plate well he has kinda... that one and then he's got the one that starts middle you know middle of the plate and then is like on the guy's toes you know yeah, at the back end. foot slider yeah. man it's uh it, again one of those ones that you just you want to pull the trigger on and you know, by the time you realize you're not going to hit it you can't stop I and mean, you're going to get a lot of check swings a lot of uh half-hearted full swings so yeah I, yeah he looks like i said from the clips that i've seen he looks pretty good yeah speaking of rehabs uh rehab assignments um adam engel just made his return his hey, triumph woo. triumphant return to chicago <clears throat> on Sunday, I would say I would call a triumphant after that catch. Yeah, 
first game back, and he makes a home run. Uh, it robs a home run. I mean, it was Adam Engel being Adam Engel. Yeah, I mean, it was. it was like he's back, and he's back. You know, immediately back to doing Adam Engel things. You know, it was pretty awesome to see. So it, indeed, indeed. Yeah, the other day on uh, like before he came back. Uh, the Knights won one to nothing, and uh, I believe Engel he got uh, and it was either oh, I think it, actually I think he got to first base on an error um, because the shortstop knew that he had to hustle to try and get him out, and uh, he ended up uh, losing the handle on the ball, and uh, the Jake Berger was up and um, he stole second base. And then on the very next pitch, he stole third base. And then uh, and then Berger grounded to the right side. Engel scores. Knights win one to nothing. And this happened in, like, the first inning or something. Or maybe it was the fourth inning. I don't know. I don't remember what inning was. But it was early on in the game. And, uh, yeah, that was the only run that scored. And it was manufactured 100% by Engel and Jake Berger. So things that uh, file that under things that you love to see. So it's nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's been, uh, you know, speaking of Berger, there's another guy who was having a, a pretty good uh, start to his uh, first season, his first triple A season in a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been waiting for him to waiting for him to get back and he's back. And, uh, you know, I mean, like this, the stats haven't been otherworldly, mind you, but I mean. No, but know. solid. You know, and the thing is, is after all the time that this guy has missed and then all the stories that, you know, went around about him afterwards, because he kind of just disappeared after a while. And people were, I don't know, there were just there were a lot of assumptions. There were a lot of stories, you know, people in the know, supposedly. And, and let me use the air quotes in the know, you know, always oh, sitting at home playing Fortnite and eating pizza and he's 700 pounds and. Yeah, you know, Lord knows what. I mean, there was a lot of smack talked about this guy, and you know, to be honest with you, after everything he's been through, you know, uh, and, and especially with the Achilles, I mean, that's a rough one to come back from one time, and then when you get halfway through your rehab and you blow out that Achilles again, just walking around your backyard at home, yeah, that's a huge blow, physically that's... and mentally. Yeah, and just... for this guy to come back and work as hard as he has and look thinner than I think I ever remember seeing. Oh him. no, for sure. Yeah, no, he's definitely thinner. Yeah. I mean, just uh, even you know, thinking about that, he's out in his backyard after having like a like a month and a half after having Achilles surgery. You're out walking around in your backyard, and boom, tear again. it again. You know, it's insane, man. I I felt so bad for the guy, and he went through like such a such a tough time with it. You know, you know, going through yeah, like you know, and, and it's obvious. Again. The heart that that he has to be able to come back and do the things that he's doing right now, yeah, uh, is something special. So kudos to him. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jake will get wind of this someday, <laughs> and uh, we can get an interview with him sometime. Yeah, someday. you know, I know, I know that Patrick, uh, Patrick Flowers, uh, for anybody that uh, follows us on Twitter, uh, Patrick Flowers is uh, one of the guys who uh, we do this whole thing with, and. Um, he did interview him in the past. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that, you know, hopefully at some point, maybe, you know, maybe I'll come on, you know, but I mean, at that point he won't be a minor leaguer, you know, let's hope. Um, let's hope. 
Yeah, and uh, for those of you that are curious, uh, as of right now, uh, Jake Berger through 96 at-bats has his average up to uh, 281, and he's got six home runs and 19 RBIs. So uh, he's having a having a decent run down there. Yeah, no, he's been doing good. I mean, like, I, I have to say uh, the whole – the whole of Charlotte has kind of been um, a little bit of a, a, a letdown as far as like some of the batting order, but uh, Rutherford's been uh, the the power hasn't been there yet, but his average has been uh, his average and on base percentage have been pretty good. Um, I, I Jake and Blake show. Yeah, the Jake and Blake show. Uh, I saw like I think it was last it was last week that is, that uh, Rutherford was around like three twenty or something like that, and the power hasn't shown up yet uh, as far as like uh, the long ball goes. He's, I think he's got like two home runs, I think, but uh, you know, I mean, he's he's hitting the ball all over the place. He's just, you know, like the, like the, the power that everybody was hoping to get out of him at some point just hasn't shown up yet, which is, you know, you know, is you know it is. And when a guy has that kind of power potential, he's making as much contact as he is. It's bound to happen sooner or later. He's going to hit some balls out of the yard. Is it's he going to hit, you know, 30 plus, maybe not, but uh, you know, I, I, with the way the, uh, the white Sox outfield has looked the last I don't know, two years with the injuries that just seem to pile up over and over and over again. You know, that's yeah. not a bad thing to have a guy that can put the bat on the ball uh, in your back pocket, you know. So, yeah. Uh, and there's uh, always been high hopes for this kid, you know. So we'll see where, where he ends up and uh, how things end up going for him. But yeah, I mean, how I'm fun glad is to it to that say uh, Blake Ruth, you know? That's a right. lot of fun to say. Yeah, so right now it he's is. hitting uh, 276 with one home run, nine RBIs, two stolen bases, and his OPS is 7.38. So I mean, you know, like the you know the the slugging part of it isn't there yet. His on base percentage has been pretty good. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to go sit here and thumb through the you know thumb through the app and whatever to see how many runs he scored. But I know that uh, a a good portion of those 19 RBIs for Berger are Blake Rutherford. So, um, yeah, so it's been, it's been nice to see, and, you know, like Gavin Sheets gets called up to, uh, gets called up to the, uh, the big league club. And, uh, as, uh, I think I'm trying to remember who's, who said it, uh, I can't, oh, it, uh, a buddy, uh, Dan Victor, uh, Sly Dano, if you guys have seen him on, uh, Twitter, um, said that he got, uh, Moonlight Grammed, coming up and not getting onto the field. Um, but you know, like, uh, he's been, he's been hitting the ball really well down in Charlotte as well. And it's nice to see, you know, him to him continue, continuing to progress as well. Be nice to see him, uh, you know, come up and are you saying sheets should, uh, pursue a career as a doctor? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he, if, yeah, we'll see. The thing is, is that it was either the girl chokes on the hot dog or Gavin sheets doesn't get an inning of playtime. So he was he did the right thing and he made sure that the girl didn't choke on the hot dog. Problem solved. So I mean it's life or death situation, you know. So uh, real heroes don't wear capes. That's right. Not all of them, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, what else we got? Oh, uh, so my hat. Uh, we haven't talked yes. about the Dash or the Cannonballers yet. Um, so uh, 
Benjamin Bailey uh, got sent <coughs> to Arizona. He's no longer with the Cannonballers. So uh, that's a bummer. Um, he ended up uh, – the strikeout numbers were uh, were a bit too much. So uh, – and there goes my camera again. What is what uh, is your major you know, malfunction, they... dude? Yeah, you know, you don't look bad though. You look, uh, you look a little electric. Yeah, what is going on here, man? I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe there's like I, some. I like it. I maybe there's like it. some sort of secret thing that I don't know about uh, that somebody else in here might know about, but it keeps on like resetting, like the default properties on the thing. I don't, like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? Like, no, I, I didn't ask you to do that. Stop doing it. It's a problem. Anyway, um, yeah, hey, so... You know, uh, if, if we weren't having technical difficulties at some point, it would not be a White Sox daily live stream on Twitch. Correct, correct. If there was not at least some sort of uh, minor malfunction, it would. what kind of a stream would we be? Would, would we even be considered streamers? I don't think that we would. No. So uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Bailey uh, sent to Arizona. He's no longer there. Um, that whole thing has been uh quite i won't even say it's a roller coaster ride i, I it's been kind of like a like a kind of you know like with occasional like occasional little spikes you know uh Jose, yeah jose rodriguez has been a bright spot um brian ramos has been pretty decent um the pitching has looked okay in spots uh, you got, uh, I mean, the the rotation down there should be fantastic. Um, I, I think it's just more or less a, a thing that. Keyword. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like the, the problem is, is that you've got Thompson and Dahlquist down there who didn't get to pitch, you know, like their, their rookie year. They didn't, you know, didn't do anything. And then the next year, you know, they're coming in and then COVID. So they missed all of 2020 for the most part. Yeah, I I, I think uh, think that they went to uh, both were in Schaumburg. Schaumburg, yeah. And then you had Jared Kelly as well, who also was in Schaumburg last year. Yeah, who also went to Schaumburg. But I mean, again, it's not you know it's that's great. Well, no, you're, you're pitching to the same you know seven position players or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. So and, you know, and, like and those a guys, competitive uh, environment. You know. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I tend to agree that, uh, you know, there's something missing from that kind of uh, practice and that kind of baseball. And, uh, you know, hopefully these guys shake off the rust because, you know, those are some pretty high draft picks we're talking about here and, some and you know, guys that uh, we're hoping live up to the hype around their names. You know, the Thompsons, the Dahlquist, the Kellys, uh, even, you know, Where's uh, Connor Pilkington? You know, another guy that uh, so, I had. Uh, it's with the dash. Okay, so we haven't gotten there yet. All right. Uh, I think I th uh, I'm pretty. Oh, you know what? Maybe he's with Birmingham. Now that I think about it. Let me think about. Yeah, he's that. another guy that that, that I'm, I'm hoping. You know. Yeah, I think he's. He actually, was. He was. I think he was, was a was a third rounder. Connor Pilkington. Yeah. A yeah. Third, years ago, and, yeah. I, and we feel like yep. we kind of stole him a little bit. You know, it was one of those ones where it was. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it was it was a bit of a you know early or maybe a late steal. Yeah, but, uh, I, uh, you know high hopes. 
yeah, high upside kind of guy. Maybe a little bit of a risk, but high upside guy. Yeah, well, see, like the th- okay, so uh, so Pilkington, he's a little bit more of a, a command type guy. He's like a, he's not like a a high velo guy. Yeah, he's uh, I mean, he's just he's a a very good command pitcher. And uh, actually, I tweeted about him uh, last week uh, on his start last week. He had a, he had a good start last week. Um, he's been uh, he's been fairly solid. Um, pretty consistent. So he's been he's been a good one to watch. Uh, Blake Battenfield the other day. Um, Blake Battenfield is. Uh, He's four zero with like a, I think like a two three nine ERA and uh, a sub one WHIP. So he's not walking anybody. He's not giving up any hits. That's eh, alright. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, the other day he, uh, I think he gave up one run and I think he struck out five. I think he only gave up like two hits. I mean, he's he's looked solid as well. The 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 Barons, the Barons staff is 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 definitely solid. They've got like a. You know, a, a really nice mix of guys that uh, that have. I mean, uh, and actually, you'll hear this if if you listen to the interview, uh, Andrew Perez talking about like how all of these guys that are on this team, like they've all been together for you know, obviously minus last year, blah blah. But um, like all these guys that are on this team have all been together in one shape or form for you know three years now. You know, for the most part, you, you know, just like, uh, you know, John Park, um, Will Cannon, like all these, you know, like all these like draft picks that the White Sox have been compiling for the last few years, like they've all been playing together. So, you know, it's a it's a pretty solid team that they got going in Birmingham. That's, you know, some uh, some real solid college, you know, college pitching. These these guys are all more mature and. So I, I think that it's, you know, I think that it's going to help kind of propel that team. Now, how much of, you know, there's no playoffs this year. So, um, and th- there's also uh, some sort of a kind of not necessarily a uh, etched in stone definite thing, but there is uh, some sort of a, a at least a, a, a light framework that was laid in place that they kind of want to stop not stop but uh keep promotions kind of to a minimum so that way uh they can keep everybody kind of segregated they go i guess they they're you know despite the fact that like most of these guys are vaccinated they want to avoid moving these guys around because they don't want to have like outbreaks or whatever you know which i mean is understandable but you know like when you've got uh you know, Florida's like basically 100% open. You know, Alabama's. Uh, from what uh, Andrew was saying, is that they were pretty close to like almost completely open uh, as of like uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, I know that uh, Canapolis was just talking about um, moving to 100% with their stadium capacity. So I mean, obviously, I would assume that that's probably all of North Carolina as a whole. So if that's the case, you'll have all three teams in North Carolina and the Barons um, all, you know, being at a hundred percent capacity here in the, in the somewhat near future. So I kind of have to imagine that they'll allow, you know, transfers, you know, based upon skill level, like how it's supposed to be instead of, you know, telling teams that you got to keep these guys here 
unless you really, really need to move them, you know, like due to injury or whatever. So I think that they're going to, you know, hopefully they'll yeah, start hopefully doing. Yeah, the bubble, uh, the bubble will go away. Yeah, I mean, like and like I said, there's no playoffs this year. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they're going to be calling up guys because, you know, like uh, – <clears throat> couple of years ago uh the the knights moved up a couple of guys you know in the last couple of weeks to try and get a boost and it ended up not Bring working in the anyway. <clears throat> yeah and it didn't end up working anyway you know like yeah, they still ended good. up not making the playoffs but you know whatever i mean that's neither here nor there so uh yeah so uh um i had something in mind and now i'm uh oh so uh we've also seen in the last uh Last week, I uh, saw multiple Instagram posts from Luis Robert with no crutches. We have. Uh, we have. Encouraging. Yeah. We've also seen uh, Aloy also um, saying soon, you know, and posting like, uh, you know, anime pictures <laughs> that things like, you know, people that are my age have no idea what they mean other than it's like uh he looked like you know the guy looked like he was angry so i mean i assume that you know there's some sort of big action coming that i don't know about but uh apparently he's uh to the point now where he's uh he's working out i don't know like how progressed he is you know like uh you know i, I mean i imagine any swings. kind of workout any kind of physical workout with a with a torn pectoral is is good news you know yeah. Unless, of course, he's not, you know, working his upper body at all. But I can't imagine that a, a player in his early 20s and, you know, peak physical condition is just doing, you know, leg exercises and expecting yep. to come back in a shorter timetable than was originally uh, suggested. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's encouraging. Um, we heard a little bit of that last season and didn't get Eloy in the in the postseason. Or at least not until, you know, it was pretty much too late. So, uh, you know, I hope for him and the Sox that uh, whatever it is he's trying to uh, relay to us through these Instagram posts, I hope we're all right in assuming that uh, he's making good progress. So, yeah, I think uh, it's my two cents. Yeah, I think Rick Hahn <laughs> the other day in his press conference said something along the lines of it was too early to. Uh, you know, to really speak on Eloy's progress. progress. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, obviously through. But that's, that's, that's GM speak. Anyways, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. It's, that's what they do. You know, they, they, they just, they, if they're, if they don't have anything good to say, if they don't have anything to really give you, they're just kind of going to give you the, uh, the jargon, you know, just going to toe the line a little bit and tell you, well, I really don't have much to say about that right now. Cause uh, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to get people too excited for something. And then, Oh, there's a setback. Yeah, exactly. You know, a la, a la George Springer and, you know, yeah. or, you know, Adam Engel. Yeah. There was that... a couple of times we thought Adam Engel was, Oh, Adam Engel's nearing a return. And yeah. Then, that oh, one was, was particularly rough. That That was, that was pretty terrible. Really, you and know? then Adam Angle's nearing a return again. Oh, there was another setback, and these setbacks were like, and it was just, it was odd. The whole thing was just strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole thing. I mean, like, and then you you know you hear that uh, that 
Adam Engel, you know, like you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting, and you're like, where the heck is this guy? And then they're like, oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, he had a setback. And then you find out that the setback is worse than the original injury in the first place and that his tendon like and... Like three weeks before they even announce it. You know? Yeah, like his, his like, uh, tendon and muscle are, like, separated or something nasty along those lines. I can't, I can't remember exactly whether it was the, no, bone, was just... in the t- bone in the muscle or... Well, I don't know, whatever it was. I don't know. The whole thing was just odd, though. It was, like, always nearing a return. And then it was like, no, nah, I had a setback, but... Yeah, oh, no, it'll way, be it'll be a month that and a half. We're talking about happened like three weeks ago. And... Yeah, it's it's I okay. So all right, so let's let's go here. Um, since we're since we're talking about this nonsense, um, so what is with the secrecy for this team? Like, I, you know, why? I don't understand a lot of it. Like, what are you hiding? Yeah, you, exactly. Uh, you know, I'm sure that the opposing teams are they're they're doing everything they can to strategize strategize against Adam Engel's return. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah. This isn't like football where you've got a 16 game season and uh, you know you can play the my lead running back and quarterback have not played together in a practice all week thing and now you have to. Yeah, you know, now you have to game, game plan, plan for that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like you get your starting lineup and. That's that's it. Like it's, it's the same yeah. thing. Like with the, uh, you know, with the with the managerial contracts. Like, like why don't you just say that the guy's got a contract for two years or three years or whatever, or that it's open ended and he never has to go anywhere until he dies? You could say that too, and we'd all be like, okay. Like I don't understand why. Yeah, at least we know. I mean, we want to know. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand like the the need for for like keeping this stuff under your hat. Like, it's not like it's not like White Sox fans are saying, "Oh, well, he's a dead duck manager. Let's find a new manager." No, White Sox fans are saying that. If they're saying anything, they're saying, "Get rid of this guy," you know, and hire somebody better. Or they're saying, "Okay, cool," you know, like. It's it has nothing to do with contracts, I guess is nothing. what I'm trying to throw out there. Is that yeah, like nobody really nobody really gives a crap how long his contract is or how much money he's making. It's not yeah. the same as with a you know a free agent player. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, and and we need to know these things. We need to be able to talk about these things. I know when Ricky Renteria was announced that he got his. Uh, his extension a few years ago and nobody knew how long that extension was or for how much it was. There were four guys in a bar somewhere because I sat down the bar from those guys and I said, and I looked at them and I said, you know, okay, this is what these guys are talking about is Ricky Renteria's contract extension. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But the thing was, is that they, they said, Oh, he got a contract extension. And then everybody's like, oh, how long is it for? Oh, well, we didn't give him the extension just, just now. It was last year. Like, yeah. like I don't understand. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. I understand they're a private, a private-owned organization. But, I mean, like, I just, like, you know, I, I, from my knowledge, I can't think of any other, you know, team – that that operates like this with with their employees like i just i don't understand it you know i mean it's not like I, yeah like i mean for as as nuts as tony larusa drives me with certain decisions 
Like, I don't think that he's a bad manager. I think that there are certain things that need to be tightened up, you know? And Agreed. There are certain things that need to be fixed. Like, I, I'm not, like, going to stand outside of, you know, the grate with a sign saying fire TLR, you know? Like, I'm not there, you know? But No. I mean, to to go back to what we talked about earlier with the folks who are like, well, they're in first place, so, you know, yeah, you're right. First place means no pitchforks and, and torches, but, yeah. you know, that doesn't mean that uh, I, I don't want to know what's going on behind the scenes either, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's like also, you know, like, we, we, you know, another point is like how many how many wins have we left out on the out on the field due to due to bad, you know, like neg- I mean, at least as as far as I'm saying, are, are like negligent decisions, you know, things that I would. Oh, you're not alone. In no, yeah, of I course, of that. course. But I mean, like, you know, like uh, e- even at that point, ah, I found out what the issue is. I figured it out. I was going to say, I it just out. did it. Holy crap. This is the stupidest thing ever. All right. So if I hit my space bar, that's what sets it back to, uh, sets it back to, um, to auto, I don't, I don't and, understand. Why are you hitting your spacebar? Uh, it's just because my keyboard's in front of me, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I just am hitting it on accident. Just, just tabbing it, just, just tap, 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 woo. Yeah, I don't know. Just give it a tappy, tap, tap. He says, "Are you too good for your home?" I don't Sorry. know what the heckin' deal little, is with that. I have to figure that little, out. Uh, Happy Gilmore reference for you there. Yeah, I don't understand, like, why that Lord. does that. Anywho, uh, yeah, so uh, um, I'm good to go for a little bit, but I have to go to the bathroom, man. You know how that goes, potty break. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you can sprinkle, or uh, we can call it. It's totally up to you. Do we have any other topics that uh, we need to? I mean, there's always topics. There's always topics. We have any grievances there? You know, it, it just kind of stinks. You got to go now. I have zero chat. Like, I refreshed and refreshed and refreshed, and I have no how chat, do you, so I don't even know. How do you not have I don't know. Oh, don't well, know. you know what? If, if you refresh it and nobody's typed anything, you're not going to see anything. So that could well, be I it, is that you keep on refreshing it when you didn't well, have no, the, the first last time. I have, uh, the last thing I have is my little waving hand emoji, and I haven't refreshed since then. Oh really? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You missed. That. Yeah, I don't know what your deal is then. I don't, I don't either. This is two streams in a row, <laughs> and I I can't. But you can you can go. I just don't know what I'm going to do to fill airtime here. Besides, you know, continue bitching, like I have. I think you know what I think that you should continue to do that so I can go back and listen to it later. And <laughs> and listen to it and then and then have fun. All right, I'll be back in like a minute. All right, sounds good. So yeah, let's let's just go ahead and continue down this road of uh i don't know calling out the tlr stands a little bit because uh here's my deal you know we're we're bringing up an old uh, subject that we talked about earlier in the uh, stream and you know i can't read the chat right now but i'm gonna throw it out to the people in the chat so that maybe when Ian gets back from his little potty break, he can kind of tell me what you guys, what your thoughts are here. But I would like to hear from the folks in the, uh, the chat room on the stream right now and kind of give me your thoughts on what, uh, 
what you think about Tony La Russa as the first place White Sox manager. And uh, I, do you guys feel like there are games that he's left on the field? Do you feel like uh, is there the possibility that, uh, you know, he's going to drop more games with some bad managerial positions? And how is that going to affect the team, you know, moving forward and maybe going into a playoff uh, run towards the end of the season? Um, does it do these kind of decisions affect the team enough to drop them a playoff spot? You know, drop them, make them a lower seed. Um, does he clean it up? Anybody? Anybody? Do we think he's going to change any of his philosophies? Is he so old and set in his ways that he is going to continue to do the things he does without any type of remorse? And then my, finally, my last question is, like Ian said, does Rick Hahn and company, anybody within the organization above him, do they step in, sit him down and say, hey, you know, WTF, dude. And uh, now that Ian's back, I'm hoping you can see the chat and see that uh, if any of my questions are being answered here. But basically, I wanted to get everybody else's thoughts in the chat room here on uh, Tony La Russa stands. And uh, do we have any Tony La Russa stands I, here? And you then what, what are your thoughts on, on you know, how he affects the team in the game and our playoff chances and seating and all that, all those good things. I, I really want to know what everybody thinks. Yeah, the people that I see in chat, uh, I haven't seen answers, but I... I, I, everybody that's in here that I know of is, uh, not, not a Tony LaRusa stand. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I, is there any accountability? Is that was, is that one of the questions? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I want to know is this, is there, yeah. Is there any, that was one of my last questions. Is there anybody above him that, you know, maybe he has a, a moment to sit him down and say, you know what? Enough's enough. Like, but it's, you know, stop, <laughs> just, just stop. Yeah. I don't it's... know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think there's like, I mean, because we, we've heard like, uh, you know, we've heard that, you know, like that Rick Hahn didn't have much of a say in it at all, you know, in the hiring. So, I mean, I you have to think that like maybe, um, the only, uh, person that he answers to is Reinsdorf you know I mean that that makes sense to me I, if, if he hired him you know um, that he's the only person that you know that he answers I mean I to. get that I get that and, and you know I, I don't know and and I also get the fact that you know they you know again going back to the they're in first place uh is it really worth sitting him down and trying to, you know, change the energy? Does it does it change the energy of, you know, how things are going to this point? And it doesn't change the flow uh, any. And you know, and then it, it, is Tony Larusa the kind of guy who maybe takes things to the extreme and goes the exact opposite way, and he changes the things if you ask him to change, but then he just kind of falls off a cliff in a different direction. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'd, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it's I just mean, maybe it's maybe it's not worth it to say anything at all. Maybe there's you know maybe you just let him do what he does and you know and hope, hope for that the best. It, yeah know. exactly and then hope that uh, hope that um, you know that it ends up 
working out how you want it to work out. You know, I mean, it's like, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I'll stop because I feel like we end up doing this for at least a half an hour on every show lately uh, for good reason. You know, it like you said at the beginning. Uh, yeah. It's, every you know. time we're we're gone for a few days, a week, two weeks, uh, you know, that just so happens that something comes up. And, uh, you know, that to me seems like it's more often than I would like it to come up. That's that's and, um, that's, that's where I'm, I'm just at. leaving it at that. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> is that it, 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 like. I think that everybody is on the same page when they're like, we just want to talk about the team. And I think that that's like, you know, that that's like, I hear that from like, uh, I hear that from the, from the TLR people, you know, that, you know, like they, they, you know, say, well, the players play and the manager manages and the players are the ones who are not getting the job done, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. And like, I agree with you. I only want to talk about the team, but the problem is, is that I feel that there are things that are being done from the manager spot that are avoidable and would, you know, allow us to only talk about the team. And they have their effect on the team. Those things have their effect on the team. You know, uh, I hate to keep bringing up the, the Yerman Mercedes incident, but uh, this slump that he was in kind of all Did seemed coincide. to really start. Yeah. It's, it all seemed to start right when, you know, you, you tried to take the bat out of his hand on a three Oh pitch with a, you know, a catcher on the mound. Yeah. You know I mean, like, and now, like now, the kids having their struggles. Like you know, leave him alone. He's a rookie. He's doing monstrous things as a as a rookie who is finally getting a shot. You know, and uh, and you know, I don't know. You had to go and mess with his head. Yeah, I I mean, but you know, like I don't know. I hear it from the TLR stands. I hear it from you know, you know, Steve Stone. You know, like that 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 this stuff didn't do anything to the clubhouse at all. And like, again, like we're not there, so we have no idea, you know, I I don't have to be there to know that that's not true because I saw the reactions from players. I direct quotes from players that were like, yeah, you know, F that pretty much, pretty much threw a middle finger up in the air and was like, no, we ain't mad at your mean for what he did. Yeah, exactly. You You go out there and you do your thing. This is baseball. You don't ever take the bat and stick it on your shoulder because there's, you know, who who's telling who's telling you you're not supposed to stay in a baseball. It's your job. Yeah, your job is to go out there and hit the baseball. No, don't do it. Not this time. Yeah, well, you know, like the 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 the, the TLR people, you know, they're they say, well, you know, your mean missed a sign and he's not, you know, he or or he disobeyed his manager, you know. And, like, you don't know if any of that's true. Like, I mean, for for all we know, I mean, like, and I've heard this, I've heard this mentioned in, like, uh, numerous places that, you know, maybe it's all a big charade and that, uh, you know, that this whole thing's just, like, much ado about nothing and it's all nonsense and that, you know, Tony's playing up to, you know, 
playing up to some sort of stereotype that that's how he is, you know, and that they're just bamboo bamboozling all of us. And why I want to, I mean, okay. I, I can see somebody saying that, but why, why well, is it to appease the other team? So, Oh, I heard that, you know, the excuse of, well, he just, he's just, he's not really mad at his players. He's just trying to appease the other team so they don't get hit. Yeah, no, I heard. Like yeah, I heard yeah. the next day. You know what I mean? And like, uh, that's a pretty weak argument. Yeah, I've heard. And, uh, I've you know heard what? Lots of nonsense. the next day, uh, somebody got plunked. Yeah, well, they threw behind your me, and it was such a bad pitch that he still didn't hit him. I, but you know, like I was, I was watching him, and it, uh, to to be honest, it didn't look like he wanted to hit him. You know, it looked like they told him to hit him. And it looked like he wasn't interested in, in hitting him, you know? Yeah, so I'm just going to go do this, and, you know, maybe everybody will just get off my back about doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, yeah. like, which I don't know. I don't know how much of that is accurate, you know? Like, I mean, like, in reality, like, we don't we don't really know but really, how much so, of it's accurate. But, but. Does anybody give the explanation as to why this is a big charade and they're just pulling the wool over everybody's eyes and this is, uh, a, you know some kind of some kind of move to make everybody think that TLR is a certain type of guy like uh you know what's the reasoning behind that uh well see that's the thing is that there's no there's no basis in any fact it's it, you know like there there's they're essentially you know like we're going by like what we see and how the players are and uh, dealing in reality of what a normal person would think in this situation. And they, on the other hand, are not basing their views, at least in, in my opinion, when, when I look at it, they're not basing their opinion in reality. And they're, you know, like trying to you know like make everybody else think that uh that nobody actually believes any of this stuff and that everything's okay and that we're making too much of nothing when clearly you know like when you hear you you go on mlb network and you hear them talking about it and they're saying exactly what we're saying but the people that you know, love TLR or, and, and you know, like, is it, is the thing, is it, is the thing really that they like TLR or is it that they, or, or is it that just that they think that the players are the only one who make any difference in this whole thing at all? Like that's, I, I don't, you know, like I, and that's a, that's a philosophical question to be honest with you. I mean, well, are you, and it's yeah. it's one that I don't know if we could ever really have an answer to unless you were there, you know. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to harp on it too long. I just, I it's just it, the reasoning behind some of these defenses for whatever the 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 error is, whether it's you know failed bunt attempts or harping on a guy for swinging at the wrong pitch against the wrong pitcher in the in in the score being the wrong score and. You know, uh, running into into extra outs 
with guys who shouldn't be stealing bases and you know all these things where oh you know now we're 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 trying to assume that it was a, a player doing things on his own or you know somebody missed a sign or whatever the hell it is i, I you know there's just it, some of it seems indefensible and yeah. i you know like i said i don't want to spend too much time on it because we i feel like we do this every time yeah yeah, Grimtall and, uh, says uh, T.A. said it's okay to disagree with someone and move on. And then T.L.R. said that today's manager's got it all wrong and he wants to bring back bunting and unwritten rules. It's ironic that the team's social marketing has changed the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no defending, you know, any of that stuff really. I mean, it's just. I, he I wants the today's managers have it all wrong, and he wants to bring back bunting and small ball and that kind of yeah, thing. That's I mean, uh, that's a mouthful in itself. Yeah, I mean, you've heard him say it like they that they uh, you know that the the today's baseball guys got it all wrong and they went too far, and that he wanted to uh, rebalance, you know, wanted to bring balance back to the force, you know. And that's uh... there's there's maybe a little bit of logic in that in the way that the game is gone. And, you know, I can understand his thought of, uh, you know, the the viewership and the fandom seems to be shrinking across MLB as a whole. And, you know, maybe you know balls in play and, you know, things of that nature make the game more exciting instead of the, you know, the three outcome game, uh, you know, OK. And I know that there are other people that think the home run, the dinger, and I'm pretty sure Rob Manfred being one of them, the dinger is, you know, what all the all the youngsters, all the youngsters want to see the, the, the long ball these days. So, you know, we had a juiced up Super Bowl that they were throwing around out there. And I don't know if uh, fandom didn't seem to really grow during that either. There was a, you know, he you got your handful of superstars that they sell jerseys, and then you got a bunch of other guys out there who don't, and you know, you got yeah. teams that are, I don't know. It, it, if you want to look at it from that perspective and say, okay, I want to bring back old school baseball and I want to see hit and runs and I want to see bunts and I want to see balls and play, that's fine. But I don't know that, you know, going back to bunting and hitting and running is really going to change the game all that much with the talent level that the pitchers have these days. Yeah. Unless getting rid of the go juice is part of that process. I don't know. I, you know. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like, I, you know, and in one of the particular uh, groups of people that I that that I deal with in uh, on on Facebook in Facebook world, like one of them is like a a staunch supporter of bunting and loves bunting, and like I don't, I I don't like how I. What's so exciting about a bunt? I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, like uh, there's there's a bunch of people who think that, uh, you know, that it's uh, a lost art form and that it uh, it achieves uh, achieves goals of doing things and helps you score more runs. Despite the fact that I show them a run expectancy chart that shows that when you do this, that you actually decrease your odds of scoring runs. And they're like. Well, it doesn't factor in that, you know, Danny Mendick came up and he's hitting 200 and that he's batting in the nine spot and blah, blah, blah. And um, 
I'm like, well, actually, no, it doesn't specifically speak about Danny Mendick, but it's like all recorded instances of this ever happening ever that are yeah, included over, in this average. Yeah, like over 100 years of baseball. Yeah, so no, it doesn't specifically say, oh, well, Danny Mendick's batting 200. It Like, it's not specifically geared toward this exact situation where it says the guy's batting 200. But see, the thing is, is that the cool thing about averages is that the guy who's in this particular scenario could be Brett Butler or he could be some guy who doesn't even know what a baseball is. But they're all thrown into the same pot, and the results are what averages things out. And that's where you get your percentages from. And it's a, that's a large, large sample size exactly. that they're drawing off of. It's not – I mean, this isn't a small sample that we're just, you know – cherry picking to make a point about bunts this is a large 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 sample size and yeah it's going to average out pretty close no matter who's out there and what the situation is and what the batting average is uh, who the pitcher is and all that stuff it's going to average out to be pretty close to that run expectancy chart absolutely absolutely it's uh, it's it's not uh, like the 2021 white Sox are not going to buck these trends. You know, and no. the, like the thing is is like they, they complain about oh well Danny Mendick was supposed to put that ball towards third and if he would have done that, if he would have done his job, then everything would have been fine and we would have had guys on third and second with one out. And I pointed to the chart again and said, "Yeah, that's true." And then you look at that number and even though it's a smaller change, it's still it's still lower. less exactly. You're it's, it's still lower number. It's still you, less of a chance of scoring that run exactly. With second and third and, and one, out. one out exactly. Even if it would have worked, but like the thing that they don't understand is that you know it's not you know it's not their heyday. It's not 1968. They're not seven years old, and guys are not throwing on average like 88 miles an hour or 87 miles an hour. This is completely different. You have... You know, let's be honest. How many bunts in baseball a season? And this is a stat I need to go look up one of these days. But how many bunts per season over, let's say, the last 20 years, you know, as the game has progressively changed? You know, probably more than it has in the 20 years before that. Um. how many bunts a season are successful and how many of them turn into the bang bang play? And is that bang bang play exciting? Is it more exciting than seeing a guy go up there and swing the damn bat with first and second? Because you know what? I can, I can argue with you that uh, the intensity of the possibility of a, a double play ball and not getting anything out of it, whether or not you're happy about the result is more exciting than watching a bunt be laid down. Yeah, I don't know, man. We got uh, we got some activity here. Um, so uh, Kendall's saying that the uh, managers will plan for it now, which, I mean, it, I mean, do you really? Well, need, yeah, I, I mean, it's like they're just giving you I, free outs. So there's and that, you know what? You, know? you you told them, you told the whole league that you plan on doing it in those situations. Yeah. Yeah, so I plan on changing the game. Apparently, uh, 
Apparently, Josh Nelson was talking about this on ESPN tonight. So I, that's, I, I find that to be interesting. I have to go check that out. But uh, the teams and pitchers can play defense on bunts better than ever now. Uh, Grimtall says the whole walk is as good as a hit, is directly contrary to giving the other team outs, which is 100% true. But the eye test, oh, that's that's one of those things that, uh, oh, man. Okay, there. that's a Kendall remark, I'm guessing, the eye test. Yeah, remark. yeah. No, but I, I mean, like. I don't have, I, if you're new here, I haven't had chat all night. I'm sorry, I can't read your chat, so. Yeah, I've had, uh, I, I've gotten the one. Well, I don't look at, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't watch the game, you know, via the scoreboard. Like, I actually watch the game with my eyes. And I'm like. Yeah, and there there are uh, like and like my direct response is like there are hundreds of things going on on the field at the same time. So what in your mind makes you think that all of those things that are going on right there are a going to be picked up by your tiny little brain? B are not um are not Even something Things that, not even in camera view. Yeah, exactly. It's a. It's not in camera view. B. B. Even if you're at the game, like these particular things, why do you think that you couldn't quantify what is going on, like measure it and quantify it, and say that you have less odds of do? Like, why do you think that your eyes are telling you the truth? When literally hundreds of years of data, literally (laughs) mountains of data over years and years and years and years are telling you exactly the opposite. But no, you're smarter than those numbers and that it'll work out this time. You'll see, you know, like and and like the the thing is that like it happens like five times and it's successful five times over 162 game season. And they'll be like, ah, I told you. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So uh, let's see. Uh, Basic math does not make sense to me, balls, which is, yes, it's apparently true. Does not matter how much you practice bunting. 95 mile an hour sinkers come off the bat in an unpredictable manner. That's that's exactly my point is that it's not 1968, you know, and like I know everybody says Bob Gibson, blah, 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 best pitcher ever. But like. My thing know. is, what is that, did Bob Gibson know about spin rate? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, did he have pitch workshops that sh- that like specifically tell his tell him exactly what he needs to do to make a pitch go exactly where it wants to, or yeah, with three hundred and sixty degree camera views? And, yeah, like, and, uh, and like the difference between like throwing a pitch in one certain way where it's going to move six inches instead of moving three inches. Like, did like, you know, like these are the kind of things like. If I throw like with this much pressure on this finger, it's going to make it drop an extra three inches. And, you know, like when you're trying to hit a ball that's going 98 miles an hour. And I actually I did bring this up uh, in one of my uh, in one of my chats is that since uh, I think it's like since 2010, the average velocity of a fastball has gone up like five miles an hour in the last 10 years the average velocity. So everybody's throwing harder than ever before. 
since the I, entire I, league. Yeah, exactly. Is that every single guy that is coming out to the mound is throwing ninety six miles an hour plus, pretty much. You well, know? Let's think about that. I mean, you you know what? Let's talk about. I hate to bring up a, a north side guy, but let's talk about that that dude Kyle Farnsworth, who everybody thought was the you know the flamethrower of all flamethrowers, and now he's not. I mean, he was just he's just average. You know, he threw eight pitches in a row or something to one game where it was over a hundred miles an hour. I think you got guys doing that all game long now. You got guys doing well, that for seven innings. You know, um, let's see what else we got here. We got uh, ninety-eight mile per hour high fastball, really hard to bunt. Yes, that's true. Uh, but the double play ends the rally, and that is, I, I mean, yeah, technically that is true, but, you know, then again, speaking on the one specific thing that uh, that happened this last week with TLR and Derek Holland, I'm not worried about Derek Holland getting a double play because he hasn't gotten one single guy out out of eight people that he's faced this year uh, with the White Sox, and he's got a 10-plus ERA. So, and it's like his whip's like up around two, so no. I'm not worried about that. Now's the time he's going to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. He's going to figure it out. <clears throat> you can't remember every play. Well, you know what? That's that's exactly true. You can't remember every play. And, yeah, you're right about that. And you can't quantify with your eyes. You can't quantify every single little thing that's going on on the field. Okay, so if you're keying in on the shortstop and seeing that he's playing more to the middle of the field, maybe the left fielder is doing something different, and you're not paying any attention at all, so you have no idea. But guess what does know? The stats. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, it's like, I, I don't know, man. Like, just a, And, like, I will say, yes, I'm a stat guy. But, you know, like, I, I understand that there is, like, you know, nuances to the game, you know, that are, you know that make the game fun and blah, blah, blah. And people say, oh, well, the game's not fun anymore because all you stat nerds. And I'm like. Uh, They're still playing the same game. We're just keeping closer tabs on it is all. Yeah. They're Uh, still playing the same game. Same rules. They're still throwing a little white ball. You're still sitting it with a little wooden stick. And you still got to run 90 feet to each base. You know, uh, it's the same game. Stats just make it a little more predictable. Yeah. Uh, Kendall says that he thinks that the last four times that TLR sack bunted it ended in the Sox not scoring. And uh, so there's that. Uh, Bob Gibson was the one guy of his era. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, no. No, yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, you know, Bob Gibson was great, but part of his greatness was due to batters not being as close to as advanced as he was. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, like the thing is, is that Bob Gibson was Bob Gibson, and they changed the mound because of Bob Gibson, you know, to do his, his uh, I think it was like 1968 season or whatever. You know, like uh-huh. they changed the game because of him and Sandy Koufax and like, like the couple of pitchers that were super dominant and like – the thing was is that it's like kind of like now where the ball was more dead, you know? There wasn't as much offense, and these guys were, you know, striking out against, you know, like the the couple of pitchers. That, and, you know, like I don't have any quantifiable evidence that says that, uh, you know, that they changed the baseball for that year. But, I mean, 
like seeing how things have changed in the last, I don't know, five years with the baseball, like, am I supposed to believe that between, you know, like 1965 and 1968 that they didn't like make the baseball a little bit, uh, less juicy like did did, did they not change anything maybe they changed uh you know like the the excuse that we get now is oh we started manufacturing in a different plant and since we did that the baseballs got different like you know or we changed the manufacturer who we got our leather from i mean it's always like some stupid answer now how do how do they not know that back then that they didn't mess with the baseball to, because they thought there was too much offense. We have no idea, you know? It's not something no, that right. was reported on, you know? Like, that, like I have never seen anything stating that as a, as a, as, as even a possibility. So how do, I mean, like, how do I know that that wasn't going on? I know that guys were out there with emery boards, and I know they were out there with Vaseline and all sorts of other stuff, doctoring baseballs up, cutting baseballs. I know that was happening because the guys from back then say that they did it. So I know that that was happening. I mean, happening. it's been caught on, on, on camera, the old the old empty the back pocket and toss the board at the same time. Yeah, okay, exactly. We've, we've yep. all seen that video clip, you know. Guys have been caught with all kinds of stuff, you know, on their person, in their equipment, you know. People are going to cheat no matter what, but the the reality is, is like you're saying, we don't know, you know, what happened, you know, 50 years ago, and we don't know that MLB didn't have a hand in changing things. Did you use that space bar again? I did because I was typing. Like, what kind, <laughs> like seriously, I'm like, like like, like it's an electric gear. Yeah, this is the dumbest. <laughs> this is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That if I hit the space bar, it resets my settings on my camera. Who like, built that computer? Who oh. thought? Yeah, yeah, funny. <laughs> I I will tell you though. I I as far as OBS goes, I don't I don't understand. Like it's an OBS function, and I don't understand. Like maybe there's like some kind of thing that I don't know about. Well, I mean, there probably is because, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I don't know anything about OBS it. OBS seems really involved. It can be. Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, I mean, like, the, like Kendall brings up, like, uh, you know, the fact that Urena uh, throws a 96-mile-an-hour power sinker and that, you know, you can't be bunting against Holland when he has let the last four batters reach. I totally agree with that. Like, I don't understand how, like, any of these guys justify this thought process saying that, you know, well, if Mendick would have bunted it down the third base line, if he would have done his job, everything would have been okay. And it's like, the guy was throwing 96 miles an hour sinking down and in to hitters like what like what is about this is hard to understand like i i don't just the the failure for like uh critical thought on this on this on this whole scenario of that you know like what the difference is between what Derek Holland does and what Urena does you know like they're completely different pitchers and one guy wasn't getting anybody out, and the other guy's a lot harder to hit. 
I mean, it's not like, but you know, they say, uh, well, it's it's the same. It's like it's like a moving scale. You know, is that you know, Danny Mendick should be able to bunt against you know, not, you know, anybody against Holland. But then Madrigal and Tim Anderson hitting against a completely different pitcher who's completely different stuff who throws a lot harder and actually has, like, some plus-plus pitches that are, like, you know, I'm not saying I can hit Derek Holland, but, you know, like, I know that I couldn't hit (laughs) – I know that I would never hit Urena, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I I don't know, man. Uh, Kendall says stack guys are stack guys because they are smart enough to understand what it means. And you know what? I'm not even going to – like, I, I I won't go as far as to say that I'm smarter than, you know, like, you know, somebody that's, you know, not necessarily a stat guy. Um, I, like, I, I won't go that far, but, I mean, like, there are certain instances where, I don't know, there's obviously a different school of thought and... uh I, I mean, I guess I just don't. I, I I try not to go out of my way to call anybody dumb, you know, or or say that you know like, uh, you know that I'm smarter than anybody. But I mean, like, I don't know. To we me, know some just... stat guys that are that are, well, guys that I've known for a long time who, and, and okay, so I'm gonna put it this way. I've I've worked in I worked in bars for many, many, many years. I have seen baseball fans from all walks of life. And uh, maybe I shouldn't judge folks, but I've known stat guys who I didn't hold the highest opinion of as far as their uh, mental prowess in general. But I think the thing about stat guys is that they actually take the time to kind of understand them. I don't know that it makes them any smarter. I just they take the time to understand what they mean and how they affect the game. And you don't necessarily have to be a mathematician, uh, or you know, you don't have to be a, a philosophical Socrates, or you know what I mean. You don't have to yeah. have. Uh, you just got to take the time to understand how they affect the game. You don't, you know, they have these crazy mathematical equations for all these things. I couldn't tell you what the equation is, but I can tell you, you know, what that stat means and and what it affects. And uh, you know, I'm I'm no I'm no dummy, but I'm no brainiac either. Uh, but I do think that yeah, you know, we just take a little more interest in what kind of data we can derive. I think we all have a little bit of a penchant too for trying to predict the future. We try, or no, I shouldn't say pension, but we want to, you know, well, we, we all want to kind of say, hey, this is what I think is going to happen. And we want to be right about that. And we use stats to do that. And more often than not, I can tell you right now that when I use stats to make that kind of argument with somebody, I'm right 85 to 90% of the time over the guy who's not a stat guy. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it says uh, Kendall says what what if Mendick hits a double and you know Mendick yeah, and then their socks go up and you know they score two. Yeah, Mendick hits uh, left-handed pitching. Yeah, I mean especially Derek Holland. Not that high of an intellect. That is a level of sm- you know smart enough to be open-minded. Now you know that's you know yeah. 
I mean, you know, Kendall saw the same video clip that I saw of another team who uh, bunted into a triple play just uh, was <laughs> yeah, yesterday. The Twins. Yeah, the Twins triple yeah. play. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you pop a bunt up, back to the, you know, back to the pitcher, and they go right to second. Runners are off to the races on that bunt on a called, you know, sign. And uh, easy, easy. One of the easiest triple plays I think I've ever seen in my life. You know? But somebody decided it was a good idea. Yeah, and I mean, like, we've seen the White Sox bunt into a triple play before. I know that. We have. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, man. Just the, uh, yeah, I don't know. People, and like, I, I don't It's exciting. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen, uh, like, I, and, you know, like, this, this whole TLR thing has, uh, like, brought in, uh, like, kind of a a new level of toxicity to like the whole White Sox fandom thing you know from from what I've seen over the last like couple of months it's just like people like just being absolutely terrible to each other just over stupid stuff you know like everybody just oh, well, seems the toilet like that is edge. the toilet that is the Twitterverse Twitterverse whatever is Twitter Twitter yeah that that thing yeah. sorry it was a little Freudian slip there. Um, yeah, I it, you know, it's been a toilet. White Sox social media has been a toilet for a long time, but uh, yeah, uh, the the whole TLR thing has kind of brought out a new a, a new brand of yeah. poo poo in the in the world of social media. So yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to take the side of the stands ever over my stat. Yeah. uh... Like the same way that they're telling me that I'll never convince them to be a stat guy. And, you know, the stats going to tell a better story than their eye test. No, I'm not going to come to your dark side either. So sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Bill Burr says the people that think they know everything are less intelligent than those who understand that there's always more to learn. And I, yeah, I can't, can't disagree with that is that there's, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, you know, who knows tomorrow, you know, like uh fan graphs comes out with some new, uh, some new stat, you know, so well, they're coming up every year all the time. Yeah. There's something new out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, like who knows, like maybe there's some sort of, uh, you know, some, brand new thing that comes out you know tomorrow yeah, there's that all tells... these new technologies that, are, that come out along with this stuff too or tweaks in technology that already exists that makes things better yeah you know? yeah no, i, I mean, mean like, just looking back in the they... last you know few years where you get you know they're tracking the distance ran and the jump that an outfielder gets on a ball and and the the angle yeah. of attack you know yeah or, baseball uh, savant's been like a, a huge a huge development in the last like five years, you know, it's right. like now you can just pop on, you know, and look at, you know, like look up and see who has like the, you know, like the, the fastest sprint speed, you know, for an outfielder, you know, like, I, I mean, just the amount, like the sheer amount of information that's out there now compared to five years ago is astronomical. And, and I still find myself not able to find things, that I want to find, 
you know? So, I mean, it's like only a matter of time before you can though. Exactly. You know, like I, you're not the only one looking for them. I guarantee that. Yeah. Like the, uh, like, uh, a couple of like, I don't know, like say two years ago or something like that. I was sitting there looking for, uh, you know, looking, uh, strikeouts looking versus, uh, total strikeouts, you know? And, uh, like I, and like I looked everywhere and couldn't find it. So finally I just had to go back and go through game logs of a full season and like count physically count, you know, like uh, this was like over the whole Yoan Mankata, you know, straight, you know, it's, looking strikeouts thing. Like I actually had to go through and find that, you know, that's like a, it I, sounds like I, a I, tedious amount of work dude, for somebody was, who's not getting paid to do it. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, like the fact that I can't find it is still kind of strange. I think that, I think I did find something that was uh fairly useful, uh, couple weeks back but now i can't remember what it was oh it was uh uh through fan graphs uh teams um fan graphs teams you, I, you can actually separate by batting order like a particular batting order so you can see like how many games they had a particular batting order which is one thing that i was looking for a few years ago and couldn't find and now now it's part of it's there. Like, yeah. fan graphs like normal you know, everyday stat that you can just use in splits, you know, it's super useful. There's so much, so much stat stuff that's out there yet, you know, like nobody there's wants so much, to, nobody wants so to look past to batting average, RBIs, <laughs> home runs and hits and wins. And it's just like, I, I don't know that I can, I, I can't go backwards now. You know, it's like I've opened up Pandora's box with the stats thing, and I'm never going back, ever. You know? How can you? The information is endless. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Chris, that's exactly what I was talking about is baseball savant. Like, just like the, oh, are you talking about the uh, the looking strikeouts? No, I haven't looked on specifically on baseball savant for that. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. What was that? No, no, I'm just saying that the information is endless, and there's going to be more to come. There's, there's, there's more every single year. There's a new stat. There's a new something that wasn't there just last year. It's going to continue to go that way. And how can you not? How can you? How can you ignore that information? That, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Is like, how do you turn a blind eye to the fact that there are so many different measurements, and to say that well, the way that we do it from 1968 or 1975 or 1982 or, you know, 1991, how, like, how do you think that that is the only way to look at it and that that's the only thing that makes it fun? And if, and if so you look into like OPS, it's not fun anymore. You know, I'll put it to like this. If we measured the world, if we still measured the world in cubits, like they did, you know, thousands of years ago, we'd all be living in freaking pyramids right now. So, you know, <laughs> just saying. Yes, I I prefer uh, shanties. And there you uh, go. Yeah, something uh, igloos are cool too. Igloos, I yeah, mean, yeah, literally cool. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> people would believe wins and losses mean anything for a pitcher are setting humanity back. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, I mean, 
there is something to be said for wins and losses. There is something to be said for it. Now, it doesn't – It's. I mean, like as far as I'm concerned, it's just like everything else. There is a place for it. You know, it's like uh, there's not a stat that exists. That's just a throwaway stat that you can do. Yeah. Without. I mean, there is. They there's, all have a place. Exactly. There's they have some something value. to be said for it. Yeah. It's but. like, you know, <laughs> if a guy never wins a game in a season, yeah, it could mean his team is utter crap, but it could also just mean that he's utter crap. Probably and that's means, why I never it probably means he's a shit pitcher. Yeah, it probably does. Friends, but... It probably does. But the, I mean, you know, like it, it's not a completely useless stat. I mean. And that to say that it has nothing to do with that is not entirely accurate. Does it have a lot less than people thought it did? Like, I don't know. 1,000%. Absolutely. Yeah, at least until, you know, like, uh, you know, 20 years ago, you know, at least. You know, like it as like the thinking of, you know, like the collective think tank of baseball stati- stati- statisticians and, you know, like just people that like to, I don't know, pay attention, you know, like obviously wins don't really, it doesn't really equate a good pitcher versus a bad pitcher. I mean, we've seen Jacob deGrom. I mean, how many times have we seen Jacob deGrom like hold a team to like one run and still lose? Or get a no decision. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. Ah, uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna. Yeah, it's about I'm that gonna, time. I'm gonna have to pull the plug, man. You know. Yeah, I get uh, it. Got the the job and the am. Yeah, you got to do that work thing. I got to do that work thing in the morning as well. So I get it. Like to uh, thank everybody for uh, popping in, and uh, the audio version of this will end up on uh, Apple Podcasts, White Sox Daily uh podcast and uh yeah um so i don't know uh we're gonna make mondays and every week thing now um there might be some additional ones that go but uh basically plan on us being here at 8 30 on mondays every week and uh talk about all uh, things central time for uh for our out-of-staters central time while he's in texas so he's in central time too so He's good. Yeah, we get some of those West Coast guys over Yeah, and we get too. some we get some East Coast guys as well. And then we got uh Steady who was in here earlier who's in New Zealand. So so there's there that. There you go. Yeah. Right. So uh thanks for uh popping in everybody and uh we will see you guys uh oh also uh remember uh Xavier uh did an interview with um Luke Schilling with the uh Winston Salem Dash. That's Available on the podcast. Um, also, I did an interview with uh, Andrew Perez of the Barons a couple weeks back. That is also there. So uh, go ahead and pop on to that. And uh, this will also end up on there hopefully tomorrow. So uh, I'd like to thank you guys for uh, popping in for myself and Danny. Uh, have a good night, guys. Peace.